it comes to scenting stuff and scent discrimination is, I think we insult the dog's nose. I think it's insulting to a dog sometimes the way we think about them. Does a real antler lose scent after years? My dog seems to have a harder time finding old antlers versus fresh sheds. How much do scenting conditions play into success of finding sheds? Great question, Dan. Uh, so that came from Dan Rose. Do antlers lose scent after years? They, the scent changes. Everything has scent. And so when it comes to the idea of what our dogs, first off, when it comes to shed training and shed hunting, I think I want dogs to work nose and visual equally. I, I don't go one way or the other because the best nose in the world won't smell an antler if it's not downwind. So I do want them to recognize certain shapes equal a retrieve. That equals that reward. What I also want them to understand is that certain scents are probably worth taking a look at. Okay, so I want them to pick up certain scenting clues that are out there that go, hmm, that tells me I should go take a look at it. And if I look at it and it looks like something that I recognize to be one of those things that dad likes to bring me to bring back and I get rewarded for, praised, then I should pick it up. If I smell it and I go over and I look at it and it goes, no, nope, that's not one of them, don't pick that one up. So that takes a while for dogs to, to figure out. It, that's what we're training, that's what our training is supposed to do. So does the, does the antler lose scent after years? I don't know that it loses it, but it changes. So different scenting, bone is bone. Bone's a bone's a bone. Like bone has a scent to it, a lot of scent. There's, there's dogs that are finding cadaver dogs that are finding dead bodies and skeletons that have been burned. Like they went in a, it was in a fire and the dogs are detecting fragments of bone. There are skeletons and pieces of bone that are found underwater by cadaver dogs. So. For us to think, I think what the problem, what a big problem when it comes to scenting stuff and scent discrimination is, I think we insult the dog's nose. I think it's insulting to a dog sometimes the way we think about them. We have no idea how to, pro how to even process the amount of information that they can process and the speed that they process it in with their nose. A tracking dog is a great example of that. But, I mean, literally, a tracking dog tells which way direction is going, the, the, the object or animal is going, based on its older scent that way. Meaning it's fresh, you know, it's older scent, meaning the fresher scent is this way. So the dog's nose processes and tells it, that's fresher than that. That's the direction I should go. It, it covered that distance in a millisecond. It's a millisecond older. And it tells it, that's the way to go. So, for us to think that, you know, it's really hard for us to wrap our mind around. The other thing is real important is to understand that the way dogs process scent is very different than ours. We don't smell individualized scents like a dog does. They smell it in layers and they process scents separately, individually. So does the scent lose its scent after years? It changes. There are certain parts of a fresh antler. Now your dog seems to find the older, uh, it says my dog seems to have a harder time finding the old antlers versus the fresh ones. The fresh ones have different scent. Uh, the fresh ones have hair, and you, I, you look at a pedicle on a fresh antler. If you, first off, if you don't think antlers smell, here's the test. I don't care if they're old, and this is a good test if you want to 
see what it is versus old versus new. Take antlers, put them in a Tupperware tub, and put the lid on it. Set it in the front seat of your truck on a sunny day. Put it on your dash. Let it get hot. Let it warm up. Take it off, peel off the lid, and put your nose in there and take a big whiff. It'll make you gay. Like, it stinks. So the reason it, that we can smell it right there and the reason it's so strong is because it's all concentrated. It's all focused. It's all There's a ton of scent in a very small area, and our little noses can actually smell it. Now, you let that dissipate, you take away a bunch of those antlers, you only have one of them, you put it out into different scenting elements and situations with winds and all that stuff, it's the parts per million are way less. We can't, we can't detect it, our dog can. So what, we, what you can tell is even the old antlers that are put into a tub like that stink. It's just they stink differently. And so when we go to train, the reason I make, I make this scent myself, um, I've got a freezer full of stuff that's involved with it. I'm not going to tell you exactly what's in it, but there's lots of different scenting elements in there. And not, not all of them have to do with an antler because there are certain scents that happen. You know what happens? I, got, I saw a video of a guy that did it, um, that got a, got, a, got a coyote doing it, marking it. If you ever look at a fresh, a fresh shed or even a shed that's in the snow, I see this all the time. Uh, if you're a trapper, you'll recognize this. Uh, they urinate on them. They mark them. Antler lays in the snow and you walk up and there's a little yellow spot on it and something peed on it. Well, coyotes pee on them. My dogs go and smell every little, it's, this is dog, this is dog talk. This is the way dogs communicate. My dogs will scent check when we're shed hunting strange things. Uh, corn stalk that's sticking up by itself. My dogs go over and they start smelling on the tip of it. I know why, because a coyote peed on it probably. So they go over and they look at that and they say, nope, not a shed. Keep moving. But if the coyote peed on an antler, an experienced shed dog will smell that. They're probably going to check it out anyway. They're going to go to look at it. If they look at it, they go, oop, there's one of those things that I should pick up and bring back to dad. That's putting the pieces together. That's connecting all these dots with these scenting clues. So you said your next part of that question was, how much does scenting conditions play into the success of finding sheds? A ton when it comes to the scenting aspect of it. Now, the, the visual part of it makes a big deal too. You know, the, you could say the same about how much that the scenting conditions play into it. You can say the same about visual conditions. Because if you go and there's three feet of snow, the visual scent conditions, the visual conditions, how you can see the antlers are gonna be greatly affected by three feet of snow. You're just not gonna see them. Will a dog smell them? Yeah, they will. My, I've had a dog, I had one of the big, there's one right up here. Uh, up on the top here. Let's see. You want me to grab it? Right up in here. Yeah, it's a big four-point sign. It's right on the corner by that wood duck. Grab that. That's a shed that I found in Iowa. Um, a lot of those are Iowa. But that one right on the corner. So this is an antler, and this one's chewed. This is a fresh shed. This was a fresh shed. This was several years ago. This is a big four-point sign. Uh, chewed the brow right off. Got this. You know, there was some, there's chewing on it. This was laying under the snow. Like, we couldn't see it at all. My dog was digging in the snow, and I thought she was chasing mice. And it was right next to a pond, and I thought she was actually screwing around. I was on the back of a four-wheeler with my buddy. And she's digging and digging and digging and digging, and I, I told her, come on. Her name was Finn. Um, Finn is the dog that is the reason for this. She's the one who poked herself on an antler. But so I told her, come on, Finn, come on, Finn, get out of there, come on, Finn. And she just wouldn't leave it, she wouldn't leave it, she wouldn't leave it. And all of a sudden, I saw something, and I went, Brian, I think there, I think there might be an antler right there. And he goes, yeah, right. It was frozen in. And so she smelled it. I had another dog that, um, my first dog, the, the eight-year-old dog that I trained to do it, that one 
pu was pulling and pulling and pulling in the cornfield. I thought she was eating deer poop. So the, it's the shed dog caviar. They eat tons of it. So she, I thought she was eating deer poop. And all of a sudden I looked and I could see a pedicle. And I thought, what the? A tractor had combined the corn, pushed the antler right down into the mud, and she picked that out. She couldn't see it. She smelled it. She started to pull it out. So if visually there's no way she could see it because it was buried in the mud or buried in the snowbank, that those visual you know conditions affected it greatly. The scenting part does too. No question that barometric pressure, moisture, humidity, wind, all that stuff impacts scenting majorly. And if you don't, you know, like a great way to show, a great way to see it is canine trainers. Um, you know the the police and the drug dogs and the bomb dogs. They ha they struggle with conditions, and they'll see performance tracking. Tracking guys see it all the time with tracking dogs. We do we do game recovery training as well. We've got products for training dogs for game recovery and tracking. Michigan has a huge tracking community, and so and some great guys over there. But the the tracking dog knows, and the tracking the tracker knows and understands that the scenting conditions play a huge part of it. I've pheasant hunted before with dogs, saw a rooster run across the road and into the ditch. Oh man, there's a bird, you know, you road hunt wherever we were. So we get out and, 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 it, and hunt this land, they didn't have to get permission or anything, but the rooster runs across the road and runs into this grass and runs off into a CRP field. And I thought, here's the bird, put it in, flush it up, shoot it. Put the dog down to, to flush that bird. The dog acts like there was never a bird there. I just saw it, I know it's there. But it's a dry, windy, hot, warm day, and it's extremely hard on a dog from a scenting condition standpoint. Those types of conditions for a shed dog affect them the same as they do as, as a pheasant dog. So yes, great question, uh, Dan. It makes a huge difference.